0: It's Monday, March 18th, and it's Idaho Matters on Boise State Public Radio News. Hi, I'm George Prentiss, sitting in for Gemma Gaudette, and now we've got something really cool. It's from the latest episode of Boise State Public Radio's Want to Know Idaho podcast. We go back in Idaho's history, way back. Reporter Frankie Barnhill is our guide.
1: On May 18th, 1980, Mount St. Helens erupted. The volcano 50 miles north of Portland sent out a lateral blast first, killing David Johnston, one of the scientists who had been monitoring the mountain months leading up to the blast. There was a 5.1 earthquake and a landslide, and every tree, animal, and person within miles died. Ash from the volcano blanketed the region, closing I-90 between Spokane and Seattle for more than a week. Trace amounts of ash fell in Idaho as far south as McCall. The volcano was devastating, but it also spurred on a new era of scientific research, and there was a lot of curiosity among the public, both young and old.
2: I was a kid here in, in, um, in 1980 when it exploded. And it was very exciting. We were in in grade school, and so I remember talking a little bit about volcanoes.
1: That's Jeff Frechette. He's an engineering manager at HP, a job that has nothing to do with volcanoes. But the same curiosity he had about Mount St. Helens as a kid growing up in Boise led him to ask this question of want to know Idaho.
2: What did the Boise Valley look like when there was volcanic activity, which clearly was millions of years ago?
1: Or was it that long ago? I'm Frankie Barnhill, and on this episode of Want to Know Idaho from Boise State Public Radio, we take a closer look at Idaho's explosive history and what it can tell us about the world around us today.
0: Oh it looks like a mess, but it actually is quite organized, believe it or not.
1: This is Boise State Professor Brittany Brand. Jeff and I met up with her to talk volcanoes.
0: We are in my lab on the fifth floor of the Environmental Research Building and surrounded by rocks and ash from as far as Mount St. Helens all the way down to Yaima Volcano in Chile.
1: Okay, time to learn a new vocab word, everyone. Professor Brand is a volcanologist, a geologist who studies volcanoes.
0: And the reason I think Boise is the perfect place to be for volcanoes is because we're surrounded. All I have to do is drive six hours to the east and I'm in Yellowstone, three hours to the east and I'm in Snake in the craters of the moon. To the west we have all the Cascade volcanoes, and and we're actually surrounded by volcanoes right here in the western Snake River Plain that we continue to study. Uh, to help us understand how similar volcanoes around the world work
1: when it comes to jeff 's question about the treasure valley 's geological history, Brand takes a deep breath before starting let 's see where do I start? Um, so we have the Snake River plain,
0: which is this giant depression across southern Idaho, and we sit in the western limb of that Snake River plain, which is this topographic depression. Mm-hmm. And volcanism has existed in the Snake River Plain for about 12 million years. So the climate over that time has varied quite a lot. So from about two to five million years, we know that the climate was a little bit different than it is now. It was a little bit cooler, but we had milder winters and slightly longer summers. And it was more humid. And at that time, there was also a giant lake called Lake Idaho that extended essentially from Twin Falls up to Hell's Canyon which existed for millions of years until finally the Snake River cut down through Hell's Canyon and the lake drained around 2 million years ago. Okay. Around 2 million years ago is when the climate dried out and the type of vegetation that we see today started to be pervasive across the Snake River Plain. And volcanism essentially occurred throughout this entire time.
2: So, Under the lake, too?
0: Exactly. So you can go out to some of the volcanoes like Sinker Butte Volcano mm-hmm. which, or Guffey Butte Volcano, Singer Butte is at Swan Falls Dam, Mm -hmm. so if you drive to the Swan Falls Dam overlook and look across the river, you'll see all these layers of ash, and that's because when magma comes in contact with water, in this case lake water, it becomes violently explosive and produces a lot of ash and, and ash flows and things like that. And so we can actually map out the location of the lake and how long it existed using some of the volcanic deposits because... We can see where the volcanoes erupted underwater, and then we can see where they erupted where it was dry. So when the volcanoes erupted, when there was no water, they, they erupted very similar to what we see in Hawaii. It's called basaltic volcanism, where the basaltic magma is quite runny, and it flows pretty fast and far away from the volcanoes. So they build up these big shield volcanoes, which, which basically look like upside-down shields. Yeah. And so the the youngest shield volcanoes that we have are Initial Point and Cuna Butte, which are 400,000 years old. And at that point, the Snake River Plain would have looked much like it does today.
1: So there aren't active volcanoes in the Treasure Valley anymore, but you can see the evidence of the old ones if you head south of Cuna. And Brand says if you want to get a sense for what the volcanoes were like 400,000 years ago, Take your next vacation in Hawaii.
0: So if you ever get the chance to approach a lava flow, I do recommend it. It's one of those hazards that it's, it's something that your house can't get away from, but it's something you can walk away from. So mm. a lot of times there are active flows in Hawaii, and visitors can cautiously approach them. And you can't get very close because it's so hot that the heat radiating off of that it makes it feel like you're getting a sunburn. And so to approach a lava flow and and poke it with a stick or whatever you would want to do, you would have to make sure that your skin is fully covered by handkerchiefs or clothing or something like that. But it is really cool. It's really exciting. It sounds like popcorn crackling because the surface of the lava is is cooling very quickly and it's turning to glass. And as it continues to move, it pops and cracks. To see molten rock flowing across the ground, it's certainly if you get the chance to do that in your lifetime, I would put that on your bucket list.
1: (laughs) It really does sound like popcorn, by the way, at least according to this YouTube video of a Hawaiian lava flow I found. Side note, apparently some people find the sound of volcanoes soothing. Just search Volcano Sounds on YouTube to see what I mean. Okay, back to the lab.
2: I remember in in school, or grade school, the teachers told us that Bogus Basin and the Wahis used to be closer together and that it split apart. Yes. So that's... Definitely that's true. exactly
0: right. So the the mountains to the north of us and the Oahe Mountains probably were one mountain range. Wow. And over about 12 million years, those mountains have slowly drifted apart because the crust between them has started to thin out. It's kind of like if you roll a ball of silly putty in your hands and then fl- slowly pull it apart and it thins in the middle. Yeah. That's essentially what's happened in the western snake River plain. And that's why we have volcanism, because when you thin the crust... The mantle beneath of it starts to melt, and it will come up and, and erupt
2: as volcanoes. Very cool. <laughs> That's pretty interesting, actually, to think how active things were here. Yeah. It seems relatively boring. <laughs> That's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh. I mean, we the, the chances of an eruption in the western Snake River Plain, I wouldn't say it's zero, but it's extremely unlikely <clears throat> at this point just because of the spreading rates, and, and <clears throat> it's just probably not going to happen. However... An eruption in the eastern Snake River Plain at Craters of the Moon, which the last eruption there was only 2,000 years ago. So that's much more likely. For sure, we'll have another eruption at Craters of the Moon sometime in the future. And for sure, we'll have another eruption at Yellowstone, which is a very active system. Right.
2: Scary active.
0: Uh, Potentially. But that volcano, I like to call it our friendly supervolcano to make it sound less scary. But... It's erupted with these super eruption where this these massive quantities of magma explode out of the mm-hmm. subsurface and cover most of the United States with ash and pretty bad eruption, but the the last one was about 650,000 years ago, the one before that was 1.2 million years ago, the one before that was 2 million years ago. So they're not very common. And if you ask a volcanologist how a volcano is going to erupt in the future, they tell you, well, let's go see how it's erupted in the past. Mm-hmm. And yes, that volcano has had super eruptions, but since that last super eruption, 650,000 years ago, there have been about 80 smaller eruptions that have filled in the caldera with lava flows and smaller explosive eruptions. Okay. So probably the next eruption is going to be one, on the scale of one of these smaller ones. It's highly unlikely to have another super eruption in our lifetime.
2: So a build-up to it would take thousands of years to build up like yeah. you would see it coming for a long time. Before we, something was a super... We hope volky. so.
1: Okay. <laughs> we hope so, yes. <laughs> the odds are. Thanks to Up is the Down is the for our theme music. If you dig it, check out the project at Treefort Music Fest. Thanks also to Jeff Freschette for the excellent question. And to volcanologist Brittany Brand, who says, despite the fact that the 1997 action movie Dante's Peak was filmed in Wallace, Idaho... The movie's connection to Idaho and reality ends there.
0: I love Dante's Peak. I don't know, something about Pierce Brosnan being a volcanologist (laughs) just seems so glamorous to me. But certainly a lot of aspects of that movie would not happen during volcanic eruptions, like, you know, turn a lake to acid. (laughs) And you're not going to drive across a lava flow. If I can give the tip, (laughs) one tip to the listeners, it's don't ever try to drive across an active lava flow.
1: (laughs) Great tip. (laughs) Want to Know Idaho is a production of Boise State Public Radio. And hey, if you enjoy the curious nature of this podcast, check out You Know the Place, another podcast from your local NPR nerds. Co-hosts Joel and Lacey explore the shops, stores, clubs, and pubs you always drive by but never seem to visit. Just search for You Know the Place wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, stay curious, Idaho.
0: And you can find episodes of Want to Know Idaho and all of our podcasts on org plus episodes of Idaho Matters.